Good day, good day, good day. Welcome to another episode of Coffee Conversations. This is Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Deacon Bob, it's been a little while since we've been uh, around the coffee table here. It has been. <laughs> uh, we kind of took the coffee table on the road in two different directions. Where yeah, have you been? We did. Uh, so, yeah, the last time I uh, last time I was on here, uh, Deacon Bob was just leaving for vacation and everything, and then and then I was on vacation for a little bit. So it's after Easter is kind of <laughs> kind of the decompressed time for for us people in ministry. So and we're getting ready for summer and the festival coming up. So mm-hmm. I was in uh, I was in Kentucky for a little bit with some friends. Were you doing uh, the bourbon little, tour? Little or? bourbon tour <laughs> action. It was a spiritual pilgrimage, if you will. <laughs> so following the spirit and following the spirit. Um, so it was it was it was quite good. It was it was beautiful weather. It was like 80 degrees. Well, it was hot. It was a little hotter. It was like 80 degrees. Oh wow! And sunny and everything. But we went down to Cincinnati and Louisville and Frankfurt, and it was good. And then I spent a couple of days with my family in Akron, catching up, and got to watch my brother um, in his race car. So oh, that's cool. <clears throat> down to the Barman Speedway, and it was really good. So oh, very good. So how about you? We uh, went to Fort Myers Beach nice. in Florida, which is one of my favorite places on the planet. It's yeah. just this gorgeous beach. Sandy beaches? Sandy beaches. They're long. They're like from from where the hotel was to where the water line was, was about a quarter mile wow. just of sand. Yeah. And it was great. Um, we would have breakfast on this little uh, restaurant kind of like a patio area mm-hmm. it was phenomenal that's so good so and we see a, lot been, of, see a lot of sunrises and sunsets a lot of sunrises a lot of sunsets we spent the day on the beach mm-hmm. i'm not a big beach fan yeah so my wife said well let's like rent the chairs and the umbrella we've mm-hmm. never done that before oh a nice little cabana oh my god it was just <laughs> it was phenomenal sit out there all day all day it was like five hours we just kind of sat in the shade and this oh, nice little wow. breeze came through and get a good book and there was this lady, she was like out on a raft, one of those blow up, like sleeping kind mm-hmm. of air mattresses. Mm-hmm. And she's out there and she's floating along. All of a sudden it was like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this um, dolphin comes swimming oh, no up. Way. Well, it almost like rubbed right next to her as it came up. Flipped her off the... Oh, my God. <laughs> she was out of the water in two seconds. In the meantime, everybody's following the dolphin down the beach. Oh, it was, wow. It's just really phenomenal. Cool. Have just, you ever seen a dolphin? Like, just... We've done, like, the dolphin tours on But not, the like, boats. like in the wild. Not, not like that. Wow. Um, <laughs> Any jellyfish? Uh, no. No jellies? No, no jellies. Oh, wow. So, we, uh, I actually did have the opportunity to go down to, uh, or up to Niagara Falls with our eighth graders as they're finishing up the year the other day, but we stopped at an aquarium, uh, before we went to oh, the falls nice. and there was some, there was some jellies there. So <laughs> we had taken the kids to the beach when they were like, I don't know, around 10, 12, somewhere around there. And they were playing off the, the shore again, maybe like maybe 10 feet out. Mm-hmm. And a manatee swam by wow. and it was just like run, kind of brush up against them. And you could see all these kids starting to run out of the water until mm-hmm. everybody figured out it was this big manatee that was just kind of like lumbering as <laughs> it swimming up the, the shore. That's awesome. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Was there a was there a point in vacation like you didn't like really know what day it was? Pretty much every day, <laughs> um, we just kind of <laughs> lost track. It That's was... awesome. That's when you know it's a good vacation. Yeah. Like I don't even know what day it is. How much time I have left? You can just focus on just being you know just you don't there's no schedule other than just 
what you feel called to do, you know, that day or? The know. big question was, what cuisine will we eat today? Important, <laughs> an important question of vacation. So. so, But it was very nice. We did uh, mini golf, you know, like the oh, yeah. putt-putt golf. Yeah. So that was cool. And nice. Went to the zoo. It was very, very good. That's awesome. It's good. We need that time to, you know, to, to refresh and rejuvenate so we can mm-hmm. really give ourselves to all the things God calls us to. So we're really grateful um, for that for that time. It's good because we got in the school year. We got graduations right now. The eighth graders just graduated last night. So yeah, that looked exciting. Yeah, it was really good. It's just uh, been good to be with them this year, and you know, it's just it is an emotional time because you know, especially the teachers, they um, you really you kind of form a family, you know, in the, in the yeah. classrooms, and and then and then and then you move on. But and uh, yeah, they're going on to all high schools and and everything. So so it's good. Yeah. But uh, I think you know, with uh, we're going to tie together a little bit, so we kind of we kind of I know we did a short podcast last time with uh, with bacon mist. Did you have any bacon on vacation? We bought that pre-made bacon. Oh yeah. So um, we had bacon pretty much every morning. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So. Um, did you do it in the skillet or in the oven? You don't have to. You oh, just, it's microwave. It's already made. Like all you have to do is. I broiled it for about 30 seconds oh, okay. just to kind of get it hot and bubbly. Nice. But it was really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Did bagels and eggs. And, ugh, so good. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't mention that last time, but I think the preferred way to do bacon would be in the oven because you get, you get the even, mm-hmm. the even crisp. Now, do you like crispy bacon or, yeah. or kind of? I'd rather have a crispy. Crispy, not, not, not uh, no, soft. No. <laughs> Right in between is good, good, good for me. Yeah. But so we talked about bacon last time because it was the feast of bacon miss. So if you didn't mm-hmm. know, the uh, fourth Monday of the Easter season, there's a reading in which uh, Peter has this vision of animals and 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 God saying, uh, you know, slaughter and eat, and and he's like, what? No, why? Why do we do that? Because as Jewish people, we don't eat pork because of the law. And then, but then the Lord says, here's this voice that says, you know, what you. What I've what I have made, you should not call profane. So to say that it's it's a creation of God and it's good, and so God was revealing that it's okay to it's okay to eat meat, or it's okay to eat pork, it's okay to eat bacon. He was saying essentially it's okay to engage with the world, you know, mm-hmm. more largely because that was a question they were asking. So the first part we talked about the goodness of bacon, uh, but the, this time we want to talk about uh, the goodness and the importance of discernment. So this this reality of of, of making decisions. In a in a in our lives as Christians, especially as a people of faith, so yeah, we want to talk about discernment. So, what would you say? What would you say discernment? You know, is uh, Deacon Bob? I would say it, it would be prayerfully considering something, asking God to help you mm-hmm. with the decision that you're about to make, and finding counsel through some people that you trust. Yeah, because we have all kinds of decisions, right? We have small everyday decisions you know what am i going to eat for breakfast you know bacon. What a, what a, bacon of course i mean that that is always the right answer <clears throat> what am i going to do this week you know what am i going to do this month <clears throat> but then especially you think about these uh, these you know graduating eighth graders they, they had to to discern to decide to you know to ask the question of where is my life supposed to go from here what am i where am i called to be next year um you know, as a, as a as a deacon, certainly, uh, and as me as a priest, we had to discern our vocations. That's mm-hmm. even kind of a bigger thing. Like, not what am I supposed to do just even next year, but what am I supposed to do with my life? And and those can be kind of big and big and daunting questions uh, sometimes. Absolutely. 
So how did you discern priesthood? Right. So discerning priesthood wasn't something that happened, you know, obviously in, in a day or two. It's something that took, I mean, really nine years. <clears throat> it was a process of, of, of the seminary, of, the, of going to the seminary, and, and all the seminary had to provide uh, an offer for me. So there was all kinds of things. So I, certainly I, I initially felt called to be a priest, like kind of, kind of like Peter. I heard a voice within me, you know, asking, you know, could you be a priest? Could you be my priest? through other kind of circumstances and situations in my in my senior year. So, but just because I felt something doesn't mean I was necessarily supposed to do it. You know, we don't mm-hmm. want to just we don't want to just follow our our every our every kind of thought. We want to think about it. So, so I went into the seminary, and then the seminary was a process of discernment of you know I had formators, you know people and you know priests and lay people who were in the seminary helping me to learn about the church, helping to me to learn about myself. Um, so they were, they were, I had people to talk to. Um, I certainly had um, classmates and, and other seminarians to kind of hear their stories, hear about, you know, how God was calling them and to kind of bounce my own thoughts and my own um, joys and my own struggles kind of off, uh, off, off of their own and, and with them. And then in the seminary too, it wasn't just like, once you go in, it's like, okay, I'm going to be a priest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is going to happen. It was a, a year by year thing that, am I supposed to be here this year? You know, you, you, you pray that to God. You know, am I supposed to be here this year? Am I supposed to go on for another year? And we were always told that, you know, if, if you're here for a year, you know, and things go relatively well, certainly it's, it's, <laughs> it's academics, it's seminary life, it's living with all, all, all kinds of people. That's not always going to be easy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at all times or without frustration. But at the end of the year, all considered, you know, are you at peace? You know, is there a, is there a joy about this that um, is recognizable? And that would be a sign of, yeah, you should you should go on to the next year. So, was that similar for you, um, being a deacon? Well, I was well certainly a... you have discerning two vocations. I mean, mm-hmm. discerning marriage and then and then and then deacon. I was in the seminary as a kid, so I went to high school seminary for my senior year of high school. I thought about going to the seminary at the beginning, like for freshman year, but opted out because there were no girls there. So <laughs> went senior year True and story. <laughs> also stayed for college, which was really good. <clears throat> but my junior year of college, I spent the week, uh, really the summer at Camp Beaumont mm-hmm. out in... Um, I don't know, somewhere out by Jefferson. Yeah, out, out east. As the uh, chaplain. So I figured God was not calling me to live by myself. I just, it was just way too lonely. Yeah. So I graduated from college, um, met my wife as we were turning off telephones for Ohio Bell because our moms got us the job. <laughs> she invited me out to lunch and I said, so what do you, what you've been doing with your life? And she goes, well... I was in a community for a couple of years. I went, you were a nun? Yeah. She goes, yeah. I said, well, I was in the seminary. That's kind of weird. <laughs> so so we dated for a while, got married, um, which has been really, really good. Mm-hmm. We yeah. were both uh, certified late ecclesial ministers or pastoral ministers. Yeah. And about 10 years after we got certified as pastoral ministers, I asked, really, I considered being a deacon. I asked one of my friends, I said, thinking about being a deacon he goes don't why because he was a deacon yeah he said you just got to follow too many rules (laughs) good answer that's the answer i'm looking for there you go so 
some positive affirmation. <laughs> As a campus minister at Lake Catholic, uh, one of the bishops came out that I knew for a very long time. And I was helping him get ready for Mass, and his his deacon was there. So I was talking to the deacon, just chit-chatting. And the bishop looks at me, and he goes, Bob, why aren't you a deacon? And I went, Bishop, you got to follow too many rules. And he just looked at me and goes, Bob, maybe you should follow some rules. So the next morning, I called him. And I said, I'll tell you what, Bishop, I'll apply for the diaconate if you recommend me. There you go. So uh, I asked my wife, I said, what do you think about if I become a deacon, she goes, well, it took you long enough to figure out that question. <laughs> so um, she was very supportive. Wow. She came with me to all the meetings, and it just, it's been a real blessing. Um, wow, that's awesome. It has been, it's been a fun journey, but it's been like 30 years in the making. Right. So. Yeah, that's really cool. And, uh, you know, I think, I mean, the voices of other people, not always, but certainly, you know, the voices of other people can help us to discern something, you mm-hmm. know, because we may not see it ourselves. I would say, you know, that. That reality was was similar in my own life that, I mean, originally, so really what what got me to think about the seminary was that God used uh, another guy at my parish to, he he reached out to me online, you know, and you invited me to come and see weekend, which was like a retreat weekend Mm -hmm. at the seminary. And I was trying to blow him off. I was like, ah, I have something going on that weekend. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, Every canal schedule. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I was trying to, uh, trying to avoid the, the, the discussion. But one of the things he said was, you know, you should look into it. It just makes sense. You know, so he was seeing something in me mm-hmm. that I wasn't seeing myself or didn't want to see myself. You know, the bishop was, was seeing something in you and, and mm-hmm. affirming something he saw, you know, whether you were taking action on that right now or not. So, yeah, so that, that's even a call for us to affirm the goodness we, we see in people. And if we see something, say something, you mm-hmm. know, because you, that could change their life and how, they, and how they're living and how they respond to God. So... Yeah, and I think that's how the Holy Spirit nudges us. When's that feeling when I know I really need to say this to this person? Yeah. You know, and we were talking um, just the other day with somebody who was listening to the podcast. Yeah. And he goes, you know, I don't listen to him in order. He said, but when I listen to it, it kind of coincides with what's going on in my life. That somehow the Holy Spirit's working through whatever we said, whenever we said it, to help them, that person through his life at that moment. Yeah, that's amazing. Which, it's amazing when God does stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's even like, I mean, that's a kind of a smaller discernment of when you sit down to a a podcast or a TV show or whatever, and it's like, what should I watch, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And ideally, as Christians, we're not not just doing that on our own. We're not just, oh, I desire this or does, you know, we're we're asking God, you know, like, what should, you know, Jesus, what should we do? And yeah. then when we do it with Jesus, you know, he's going to he's going to give us exactly, you know, what we what we need. Or even when we're going through a difficult time, you right. know, what am I supposed to learn from this or what what can I learn from this that I can take into the next situation in my life that can make that situation better, that mm-hmm. God's love can become more evident mm-hmm. because of whatever it is I'm going through now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, we can use uh, the rules of discernment in many in many ways. Uh, so just to say again, I mean, discernment means not just to simply make a judgment about something, to make, but, but to make a good judgment, um, to, to as in a sense, really take it seriously, to really think about it. But then as Christians who have relationship with God uh, and whom God wants to be a part of all of the things of our life, to really take it before God in prayer and really bring it before his desires for us. 
so that we can discern, we can choose well um, what we have to do in life. So Saint Ignatius, Saint Ignatius of Loyola kind of has three little three little principles kind of on this on discernment. And the first is be aware. The second is understand, and the third would be take action. So. Mm coming aware, you know, what, what am I, what decision do I need to make, right? Maybe it's a small decision, maybe it's a big decision. Becoming aware of like, what does the, all this decision entail? <laughs> you know, what I suppose, what are the pros? What are the cons? That's a simple, simple thing. But really, what, what is, what does this entail? I like that. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes I look at a situation, it's like, I can either choose A or B. Mm but the becoming aware is talking with some other people who go, Oh right. no, there's a C option that maybe you didn't see. Right. You know, and, and that's part of God working that your awareness gets widened or broadened right. um, with God's help. Right. Yeah. So that's, um, and that ties into like the second one, you'll understand that, you know, we're not just coming, we, we come to a awareness and understanding as we come bring, bring our thoughts, bring our, our decisions before others and God to help us to help us to clarify. Uh, and that's, that's the only, that's the only thing that really helps. I mean, I think that's, you know, with, with seminary or marriage or, you know, college or, or all those things, you know, we had those people around us that we bounced our ideas off of, you know, and that, that's just really helpful. I know, especially being married, my wife is a really good wisdom person. Yeah. You know, it's like she's very good at helping me make better decisions mm -hmm. um, because she just has a, a different perspective on things mm -hmm. than sometimes my narrow vision has. <laughs> well, you know, that's good. You know, uh, you, we all have our gifts and it's good to know, you know, those who we can go to <laughs> to uh, to use their gifts, you know, in, 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 in light of our gifts. So, Indeed. You know. But yeah, so it's good, you know, be aware, understand, and then, and then lastly, take action. And I think this is, you know, we don't want to be in limbo. <laughs> we can't just be discerning forever. Eventually, mm -hmm. we have to make a decision, you know, for, for our graduates, whether eighth grade or high schoolers, at some point, you just have to decide. And, and if we do our discernment well, if we really, if we really dig deep into the question, if we really bring it before God, if we're really listening to what that to what that looks like and listening what you know what is what does that look like well uh, you know the fruits of the holy spirit so the holy spirit is god who wants to be present with us you know if 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 we're asking questions about something and there's a sense of joy of peace of patience of kindness goodness generosity gentleness faithfulness if if there's something if there's a sense of that a part of the decision that's that's easy to say that like God is part God's a part of this God's prompting me maybe this way. I think the pandemic helped us realize that because so many folks were stuck like either preparing for marriage or preparing for graduations, and everything got put on hold and changed around, and finally people just kind of said, God, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm going to resign myself to you helping me with this. As soon as they got that sense of peace, everything fell into place. You know, like all the right decisions were made. Yeah. So sometimes it's that surrendering and abandonment um, and asking God just to help with what needs to come next because I'm out of ideas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, exactly, exactly. So yeah, looking looking to those interior things, um, you know, is there a sense of peace of this? Like seminary, you know, it, this year may have been difficult in different ways. Um, but is there a sense of peace about it? And there's all kinds of things too. Like, 
even people who have to take care of their of their parents who are older. Mm-hmm. Like just because something is difficult doesn't mean we should, God's not calling us to it. Um, yeah, I mean, if if we're the if we're the the sibling, you know, that's 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 present and available and able to take care of them, maybe that just makes sense, you know. And then and then God's calling us to that. Uh, but so if something is difficult, uh, but God's calling us to it, and that's more of a call to invite God to be with us in it, to invite the Holy Spirit, so we can be people of joy, of peace, of patience. Uh, so we're not simply just gritting our teeth through the thing that is difficult. Yeah. You know, for like, during the pandemic, there was this song called Shelter Me mm-hmm. that was very peaceful. It was talking about God shelter me. It's like Psalm 23, the mm-hmm. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And after playing that like nonstop for about a year, I thought, you know what? Maybe shelter in place is not the best thing to do here. <laughs> you know, maybe I need to ask God to equip me to sure. step out yeah. and do something. I think that's always that struggle of when do we shelter in place and ask God to hold us in the palm of his hands? And when do we ask God to equip us with what we need to go out and do what we got to do? Yeah. Um, there's always that balance there. Mm-hmm. Which is hard to to know without discerning what to do, mm-hmm. right? And then ultimately, you know, God has God has the answers. Right? Mm-hmm. God has the answers, and sometimes the answer is simply just His presence, because He's going to be present with us, whether you know we are kind of sheltering. He's going to be present with us if we're going out. I used to teach a leadership class, which was one of my favorite things to teach, and so we would give a group of kids. Uh, like a physical challenge. All right, so your challenge is to do whatever this project is. And some groups would take the entire time of planning and not moving. Other groups were like Nike, just do it. They would try all these crazy ideas without thinking and nothing ever worked. (laughs) The best groups were the ones who planned for like 10 minutes and then tried to execute and then adapt the plan. That constant going back and forth between planning and doing and adapting. Yeah. And I think that's what God calls us to do in in discernment is yeah. right. contemplate, execute, adapt. Just make a decision, right? Mm-hmm. And the adapting is important. Um, yeah, I heard someone say that the other day. You know, having a having a bad plan is better than having no plan. <laughs> and right? a bad plan it, that you can adapt. <laughs> right. Cool. Well, and that's because well, right, and that and that was a sense of having a bad plan and then being open to change mm-hmm. because you can course correct with a bad plan. Yep. If you don't have any plan, you can't. You're you know, not you're going just, anywhere. You're, you're just stuck there. So, so yeah. Sometimes discernment just means you know kind of being bold and and then paying attention. Okay, I've made this decision. Um, pay attention to the things. You know, pay attention to the consequences. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to um, our interior, our hearts. You know, does this feel right? Even if it may, might be difficult. Yeah. So yeah, course correcting. <laughs> we continually discern everything. It's not just like it's not just a one and done thing. Right. So. And am I feeling those fruits of the Holy Spirit of love and joy and peace and patience, even though it's difficult? Right. So. Yeah. So there it is. A little bit on discernment. Uh, we hope uh, uh, your discernment today goes well, and whether they're small things or big things, and um, and certainly remembering to bring all these things uh, to prayer and. And simply entrusting them to God and, and, and trusting that he has us in his hand, right? And Absolutely. Then, and then if, we, if, we're, if we're honest uh, in that, we'll live as we're meant to live. So, all right. So, Dick Bob, I'm going to lead us out in a little, a little prayer. Sure. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord God, we ask you to help us discern where you're leading us in our lives.
help us to take the time to plan as well as give us the courage and equip us to step out in faith. And we ask you, Lord, to surround us with people that help us to course correct those times when we need a little nudge in one direction or another. And we ask these things as we ask all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, everyone, have a blessed day. Enjoy the sunshine. Um, yeah, summer's coming, so. And discern how you're going to enjoy the day. Indeed. Thanks, everybody. God bless. Adios. Adios.